Sometimes you gotta use the road that is paved in front of you and learn from what other people have done. You know, I mean, this homesteading thing, it's not new. None of this stuff that we're doing is is uh, recent or uh, cutting edge by any means. I think we can all agree with that because our great-grandparents have done a lot of the stuff that we've done. Or our aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, parents, whomever, or just others. You know, I mean, if you... If you have generations and generations of people from town and you move to the country and you're the first one of your family to move to the country and you are on either Facebook or Instagram or just reading blogs and books, there's ways of learning, definitely ways of learning. And those who have paved that trail ahead of you have made it so that there is products you can use, information you can have, and just about any problem you run into is certainly something that has been addressed before, especially, especially when it comes to this homesteading thing. It's definitely not cutting edge, but it sure is fun to learn though, isn't it? You know, everybody's talking about cutting edge technology and this, that, and the other thing. Well, how about the things that we have forgotten and society has forgotten and re-upping our interest in those things? I mean, look at our farm and what's going on with the dairy right now. Or the chickens, for that matter. You know, and some of the stuff that we're doing, you know, I mean, even with the chickens is somewhat cutting-edge technology. I mean, if you've ever seen a Nurture Right 360 incubator, that's pretty high-tech, I'd say. I mean, not from a computer or smartphone standpoint, but I think it's a beautifully high-tech device where you can see your chickens and chicks or chicks get hatched out and all that happy jazz. Pretty nice, isn't it? Pretty nice. And if you're getting into the dairy part, or if you're getting into chickens, or turkeys, or sheep, or goats, or whatever, it's all been paved in front of you. All you gotta do is check out some books, go on YouTube, or just, you know, talk to people. That's my favorite part, is talking to people. But sometimes, you gotta weed through the bullshit, too. <laughs> Fair warning, anyway. Right? But anyway, uh, yeah. You know. Uh, living, loving, and laughing over here. And, uh, you know, past few weeks, my heavens, we've been eating chicken. You know, and there's many different ways of going through this chicken stuff. Sorry, I got a cop bugging out of the uh, cop shop. Caught him at the wrong time there. But anyway, uh, well, you know, I mean, we've been going through uh, the different ways to butcher and eat chicken and different kinds of chicken. This is one that'll throw you for a loop. 
Um, or quite possibly, anyway. You don't just raise chicken to any old age and then just eat it. Well, I mean, that's what our grandparents did. And that's all well and good. But the option of much better chicken to eat right now is there. You know? And uh, you don't have to have genetic freaks. Okay? Uh, but if you want genetic freaks, you can eat genetic freaks. It's not like it's unnatural. I mean, it's just been bred into the way it is. That's all. Um, and there's certain breeds you'll like and certain breeds you won't like. If you're butchering your own chickens, the fat of the story is, is you can breed, raise, and butcher whatever you want, however you want, however old you want, or whatever. You know, those of you who are raising egg layers, but you got some mean roosters, and you're like, I don't want these mean roosters any around anymore, but I do not want them to go to waste, and they're not necessarily a meat bird. There is an out on that. You know, so if you like tacos and fajitas and stuff like that, take that rooster, dispatch it, and then just skin it and cut the meat off of it. Usually I cut the breast meat off, you know, or some of the better parts of the thighs and legs and all that and just call her a day. I leave the rest of the carcass there, I wash the meat, in the fajitas it goes. That's why I always say mean rooster fajitas, because they're a little too old usually to make um, a good roasting chicken the way I like it. You know what I mean? I've been spoiled my whole life. I've been eating either Freedom Ranger, Red Ranger, or Cornish Cross. And Freedom Ranger is my chicken of choice, of course. But, uh, yeah. I mean, you can just take any old chicken and just breast it out. You know? I mean, don't take a sick chicken that died and eat it. I am not suggesting that whatsoever. That's something you should not do. But uh, Mean Roosters make great fajitas, and we've said that a zillion times on this podcast. But also, you know, I mean, going after the meat birds for a second here, uh, there's a lot of meat birds that I have not eaten. So you got dual purpose breeds, which uh, you eat the roosters and you let the hens lay eggs. Dual purpose. Pretty nice. Uh, You get some good roosters out of the deal if you need some breeding roosters. Um, There's many dual purpose breeds. For instance, for instance, instance, Delaware... Uh, Bard Rock, Buff Orphington, um, also like your, gosh, what the heck else? Oh, Naked Necks. Well, you got Naked Necks. Great dual purpose bird. Real friendly bird, too, by the way, but we, we really like them. So anyway, you got those. And then after that, you know, you got your meat bird selection. Uh, for instance, us, uh, we, we, we definitely fancy the... Uh, Freedom Ranger, right? I've said it time and time again. We like our Freedom Rangers. It's something we enjoy. Really good for us. And, um, you know, they've been good to us. They've been good to us. So, you know, Freedom Ranger, you know, that's that's the bird for us. I don't want to raise Freedom Rangers, but I certainly like the idea of, uh, you know, I mean, like raise and breed Freedom Rangers. But I certainly like the idea of ordering the chicks, killing them at 10 to 13 weeks old, and butchering them. 
Freedom Rangers, that's all the Freedom Ranger I need. I don't need the roosters, I don't need the hens. We do have two Freedom Ranger hens, they have hardly any feathers and they don't look, they look happy, they just don't look good. Does that make sense? And they don't look healthy. Uh, they lay eggs, they hang out with the flock, the flock loves them. You know, they kind of waddle around, they're huge. And uh, probably weigh a metric ton, but you know I mean? Like I said, I just, I'd rather just order the chicks from Freedom Ranger themselves, raise them up and butcher them, and not keep any for breeding. Uh, Cornish Cross. Lots of my friends order Cornish Cross, and they eat Cornish Cross. You know why? Because they don't have to raise them for long. They, there's a lot of feed-to-meat value out of that deal. Uh, you know, six to seven weeks, and you're good. I mean, you're done. And they are ready to butcher and they're huge. You know, so and they make great succulent meat too. You know, it's a lot of the a lot of the birds you buy in the store, they are Cornish Cross. Okay. Um so a lot of people get those and it's a great value. And if that's something you're into, absolutely more power to you. I uh very happy um about my friends that get those. They're just not for me. You know what I mean? It's not something I want. If I had to meet, raise meat birds, though, and I had to pluck them and feather them and do all this stuff, you know, Cornish Cross, I, I'm not against it. I just found something I like better, you know what I mean, in the Freedom Ranger. So Cornish Cross is a really good thing. The meat does taste different, you know. Um, on the Freedom Ranger, slightly a darker style meat, um, but not as much of it. And it's, and it's a little more money to invest into the bird themselves, you know. From the point of buying the bird, you know, as a chick, they cost more. And the feed to weight value, the Freedom Ranger does cost more. But to me, it's worth it, you know, and, and, and to my family. So we're happy there. Um, also, you know, I, there's a bird I don't know a whole lot about. But the, I mean, everybody in every hatchery tries to make you think that their birds are the best and their breed is the best. But um, according to what I have read on their website, Kosher King from Freedom Ranger Hatchery sure seems like a hell of a option uh, as far as a meat bird goes. Uh, it says that their meat is really succulent and tastes great, which uh, succulent is a word that I really like. And uh, I might have to get a dozen of those or so next time I uh, order from Freedom Ranger. Or, or maybe just order the minimum of whatever they sell, you know. Um, so that's an that's option there too. It's something I want to try. I mean, stay tuned. I'd like to try that. Um, but you know, Jackie chickens, which are known to be the Red Ranger. Um, those are actually more of a slow-growing uh, free-range type deal you know I mean if you get into your like I don't know uh, 15 to 20 weaker uh, butchering range you know that might be something that could be an option for you um, if that's what you're into you know I, I myself you know I mean I haven't really gotten the itch to buy any of those lately but that's also another option I mean I know people that that do raise those and they really like them. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know if 
Until I've had it, I really can't tell you my opinion on it. I just, like I said, I haven't had the itch to get anything like that. Ever since we've done these Freedom Rangers, they've been so good to me that that's just what I'm doing. But you know, the rest of you, I mean, gosh, you know these egg-laying breeds and everything, and you're hatching them out, and you're getting birds, and you're, and you're butchering the roosters. Um, there's nothing the matter with that. And no matter what kind of chicken it is, it might just taste really good, and it might really be up your alley, you know? Older chickens, they don't butcher as easy. Chickens that are in in laying mode, in egg mode already, God, they're a, you know, when you're cleaning the innards out, that's a real bitch to butcher. And I'm not gonna lie to you there. I mean, I did it to quail last year, and I could tell the ones that were the egg layers as compared to the ones that were not egg layers. It was a big difference. Um, the only thing I couldn't tell was the flavor, but in the butchering, I could definitely, definitely tell, you know? So, you know, something to think about, and, and uh, all these options laid, laid ahead of you, why not use them all? Why not use all the options? I mean, if you're really homesteading and you're doing chickens, you know, hatch out a bunch of chicks, keep the hens, butcher the roosters. In the meantime, order from Freedom Ranger Hatchery when you, uh, you know, a week or two after those chicks are born, order from Freedom Ranger Hatchery, range, you know, raise your Cornish Cross or your Kosher Kings or your Freedom Rangers, whatever you decide to order, and then butcher them all at once. You know, get rid of the roosters. And, uh, yeah, you know. I mean, is a chicken, you know, I mean, there's definitely too small is uh, one thing, but I mean, you know, they make Cornish game hens that are really tiny. And basically all that is is a really small chicken and young chicken. But, you know, you can you can butcher your chickens however young you want to or however old you want to. Um, you know, you just got to keep an eye on it and do what you want to do. You don't have to do what I'm suggesting by any means. And in this meat bird race that they've got going right now, they're only going to come up with better chickens for you to butcher. You know, and eventually, hey, you know, I mean, if we're all butchering our own chickens and raising those, what food shortage? Right? What food shortage? Anyway, thank you for tuning in today, and I sure appreciate it. And you know, there's a lot of people that thought that you could not run a mile in four minutes. And you know what? Somebody did it. And shortly after they did it, a bunch of people did it because they probably used the same strategy. Anyway, keep that in mind and use that road that is paved in front of you. This has been going on for thousands of years, this homesteading thing. It's not that hard. And you know what? Sometimes it's a little work. But at the end of the day, would you rather work for the man or would you rather put food on your table and do your own work? Something to think about. Anyway, God bless you. And if you want to connect, Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com. Anyway, have a good one.